Chapter 22 Get out. Catra was trembling. Adora couldn't decipher it was from rage, grief or a panic in the making. Maybe a solid piece of each. Adpra stood, but took a step towards Catra instead of the door, no. You have not let me finish. You might find you agree with my actions, if you just listen. Catra's shaking intensified, it was definitely rage now, I do not need to hear you tell me all about how you're going to go off and add yet another woman to your fucking collection of them. She jabbed a sharp claw in Adora's direction, run along, and be the obedient little champion that you are. I want no part in it. Adora knew Catra was mad, in the past she may have left just in the hopes of Catra calming down enough to continue the conversation. Now? She was not backing down. She was not letting Catra spiral. She would not let Catra spend a single night more thinking that Adora did not care as deeply as Catra did. Before Catra could spin on her heel and make it to her own room, Adora shouted, I told Glimmer no. Catra paused but did not turn around to face the hero, I told her I was not going through with it. Adora waited a moment, hoping Catra would say something, but when she did not, I made my intentions clear. What intentions? Catra growled. Catra, I will not marry anyone who is not you. Adora said firmly. She feared if she did not open every sharp wound she had painfully guarded in the past that she very well may lose Catra over this misunderstanding. Catra let out a sharp laugh, turning only enough to glare at Adora, good luck with that. Have you forgotten? I am your whore. Your queen has made herself clear. Adora shook her head, I will take you to the temple, to Half Moon, to the Fright Zone, to any place on this land and vow every oath to you. Catra's brows furrowed, your bright moons. Adora of the past would have agreed, but not now. Not after she had some serious truths thrown at her feet in Half Moon. I am yours. Adora's tone was almost pleading but there was steel to it. Catra eyed Adora, claws thankfully sheathing, Adora, you are the most compliant soldier I know. If your queen has given you a duty, I have no doubt you'll follow through. Her words were a solid argument for Adora mere months ago, but not anymore. If any duty of this life even attempts to take me from you, it is a duty I will oppose. Adora took a step closer, I swear on it. Catra did not step away, nor did she step closer, only watching Adora, those are bold words coming from you. Adora took the last few steps until she was close enough to Catra to reach out, you make me bold. Adora watched as the anger slipped from Catra's eyes in the mere gesture of an eye roll, you're dramatic as ever. I fear if I am not, your sharp mind will trick you into thinking I mean something entirely different. Okay, that was a lie. Sort of. Adora just really let her emotions get the better of her, and it sometimes slipped out as a bit much. She knew this, but she also knew when she laid it on thick that Catra responded best to it. Her magic had enjoyed it, Adora had no doubt. You really told Glimmer no? Catra asked, if not entirely believing. Adora nodded, reaching out to place her hand to the side of Cat's neck, thumb brushing along the jaw. A long cat scent glands. 
remembering how it used to feel when Catra would mark her in the horde, something she has not done since Adora defected. Something Adora is painfully aware of. I did. She gave Catra a sad smile, though she has her own concerns and does not plan to cease her actions. She knows where I stand. A small chuckle escaped her, I even managed to get her to sort of give me her blessing. Catra's eyebrows shot up, on. A blush dusted Adora's cheeks, well, when the time comes, take your hand. Eyebrows dropped to furrow, I thought she was against, that. Adora nodded slowly, finding it cute that Catra could not exactly state what, that, was, as queen she is against it. She has to place her people, her land, first. Its image first. However as glimmer, my dear friend, she only wishes me happiness. I will not be able to vow myself to you in these halls, but she made it clear, in her own way, that if I was to step outside a bright moon I am fully free to do as I please. Adora smiled fondly as she remembered early in the day, she is not allowed to outright say it, but she did mention the temple and its lack of being within bright moon borders. And how exactly did you get her to do that? I thought we were keeping this, she motioned between the two, from her for the time being. I gave her a hypothetical situation, one she really does not believe is possible. Oddly enough. Adora took the last step so she could press her forehead to Katras, she does not believe you will return my affections. She does not want to see me hurt. Katra snorted, so she's marrying you off to a stranger? Why does that sound exactly like something she would think is a good idea? And, here goes the final piece, I originally agreed, if not aided in the idea. Katra pulled back slightly in shock, but Adora was pleased to see no anger, what? Adora dropped her gaze, ashamed for her reasoning being different from that of Glimmers, with the war over, I never expected to see you again. My little moments with you are gone. I had no intention of falling for someone else, couldn't even hope for it. Marriage is very important in Bright Moon so when Glimmer was trying to figure out who was best suited for the arranged marriage. Her and Scorpia agreed it would show the people that the lands were once again friendly. It's your doing? Katra asked in disbelief. Adora nodded, Glimmer was off the table as a candidate as she is queen, but Bao was another person eligible. They are so in love I could not let them go down a path like that. So I volunteered. Catra stepped back, wait, Scorpia knows? Adora could see the pain in her eyes, she quickly shook her head, not that I was chosen, or stepped up for the position. She only knows a marriage is in play. Though Glimmer did send off her offer, I have no doubt my name was mentioned. Catra sighed in relief but did not look relieved in the slightest, Scorpia is not going to react well to that. Adora raised an eyebrow, how so? Her magicat rolled her eyes, you all may be oblivious morons to how I feel, but it was a sore spot for Sorpia for many years. It was Adora's turn to raise her eyebrows in shock, wait, the rumors are true? Katra narrowed her eyes, what rumors? Clearing her throat, Adora scratched at the back of her head, you and Scorpio. Similar to Finn, it was never confirmed but the horde is known for its secrecy. I just, I guess I never wanted to believe it. 
Adora had no right to be upset that Catra had pursued a relationship. Hell, Adora had a whole level in a tower full of willing women to fill any position she desired. Sure, Adora never escalated her little romps into more than a fun casual encounter, but that did not mean Catra held the same ideals. If anything, Adora could respect that Catra tried to settle with someone as admirable as Scorpia opposed to just sleeping around. That does not mean it did not hurt in the slightest that Catra had found someone else. That said, someone else obviously cared so deeply for the woman. Scorpia really was an amazing person, someone worthy of Catra. Someone who Adora had no doubt would love the magic cat just as fiercely as she herself does. If it were not for Perfuma, Adora would fear that Scorpia would jump at the option to wed Adora off. If only so Catra would be free once more. Adora's thoughts were interrupted by Catra's groan, what? No. Scorpia and I never were like that, despite her attempts. I couldn't. With everything going on, I just wasn't in the position to even think like that. So Scorpia was just upset that you liked me? And she liked you? Adora asked, then something hit her, if things had been different, would you have? That is not a healthy question to ask. Don't even go there. I don't even want to think about that. Carta signed, I was not kind to Scorpia, in many aspects. I was cruel, and harsh. I did not, and to this day do not, deserve the kindness she showed me. I hurt her in ways I cannot fathom. Adora knew she shouldn't think about it, but seriously, if Catra could have been in the position to date, would she have lost Catra to the buff woman? She didn't like that thought, not one bit. Catra snorted in amusement, your queen very well be on the verge of another war, due to her letter. How so? Adora asked, clearly confused on why Catra thought something like another war could be amusing. Scorpia is protective of me. So, Glimmer sending off an offer to wed you off, while I'm here, is not going to sit well with Scorpio. She laughed again, she may very well storm the castle in my honor. Adora chuckled as she could easily see Scorpia rushing in to defend her dear friend, in that case, I shall have my armor and sword ready to stand at her side as Catras champion. Catra playfully shoved Adora's shoulder, you might have to fight her for the title. It was a joke but a spark of jealousy rose in Adora's words. She gripped Catra's hips and pulled her flush against her, whispering into her fluffy ear, May any contender who wishes to hold a title with your name fear my wrath. You are mine as I am yours, and I will die an honorable death in defending my title. Adora was pleased with the shiver she felt running down the smaller woman, but Catra laughed as she kissed Adora's cheek, dummy. Adora smiled as she placed a kiss to Catra's own cheek, your dummy. Catra hummed, mine. Catra did her best not to outright glare at Glimmer whenever she was around. But that was a daunting task. The days that followed Adora's confession were tense. It didn't seem to be solely on Catra's end either, everyone in the castle knew an offer had been sent off to the Fright Zone. Though not everyone knew which name was included. Catra was anxious for a response. She didn't really know how Scorpia would react, but she figured it would not be good. Scorpia harbored intense feelings for Catra, 
firstly being enraptured by the Magicat and poorly hiding it. But after years of harsh behavior, Catra squashed the new queen's dreams. Scorpia was however an amazing person through and through and forgave Catra. Once again befriending her and showing zero ounce of hatred or remorse. Catra knew Scorpia would still be highly protective of Catra not only physically but emotionally. Scorpia knew of Catra's feelings, even if she wasn't aware that said feelings were reciprocated. It really was humorous to know that both sides knew of either Catras or Adora's feelings but thought the counterpart did not return them. Seriously, how could so many people be so blind to it? Catra was in Adora's fucking mother's den, Adora was claiming Finn and Catra, Catra, well she was Catra. Just her breathing radiated I love Adora. Catra would have sent off her own letter to the Fright Zone's new queen if she thought it would reach Scorpia in time before the other one. But she was days late and there was no hope. The only question was, how far was Scorpia going to be offended in Catra's honor? So Catra waited impatiently for the response, just as Adora. Adora was once again distracting herself with work, though Catra appreciated the many breaks her hero took to find her in the day. Secret kisses sprinkled throughout. Adora always found herself in Catra's bed at night, helping Tuck and Finn if her duties allowed her to break away at an early enough time. Mermista and DT had not brought up the conversation of the new couple in light of Glimmer's actions. Catra suspected they didn't want to upset her. She didn't blame them. Just because her and Adora were able to talk things through, does not mean she was any less pissed at the situation. And in certain dark moments, Catra wondered if Adora really was going to go through with it. Adora had always been an obedient soldier. Doing whatever her commanding officers asked of her, even if it was not something she enjoyed. So a queen setting up an arranged marriage? How was Adora going to actually deny the task? Catra knew she should trust Adora, trust that she would not do that to Catra. But it was hard at times. Hard to really wrap her head around the fact that Adora loved her, let alone wanted to be with just her. Was willing to oppose her queen for Catra. After everything that happened? Catra just couldn't let herself believe that Adora truly wanted Catra as wholly as she wanted Adora. How could she? Catra was broken from her thoughts at her kitten's excited squeal. They were in the courtyard playing with Mariana, but seemed to all but forget their friend as they bound towards Lonnie and Rogelio on all fours. Catra watched in shock as the two approached. Rolio bends his large frame to offer Finn a fist bump. Finn's much smaller fist meeting Rogelio's knuckles. Catra rolled her eyes as she watched him shake out his hand as if Finn's little bump had been far too impactful. Lonnie nodded to Catra as they approached, giving another nod to Mermista, Hey. What are you guys doing here? Catra asked once Finn had once again run off. Lonnie huffed out a laugh you know what's going on. At Catra's nod she continued, Scorp wasn't just gonna pass on a letter to that shit. She's here? Catra peeked over their shoulders, but no Scorpia in sight. Yeah, her and Queen Cupid are talking it up. She glanced at Mermista, as if uncertain, Adora is with them. Rogelio grunted before letting out a big sigh. 
seems he wasn't too pleased with the situation either. Lonnie nodded to whatever it was he had communicated, Katra had never really picked up on Lizard Tongue. Scorp asked us to get you, if you want to sit in on the conversation. Lonnie supplied. Katra looked towards Finn, mainly as an excuse to think about it. Did she really want to sit it on a talk about Adora's fucking arranged marriage? Yes, yes she fucking did. Mermista sighed, I guess I can watch the runt so you can go fight for your lady or whatever. Katra smiled at her friend, understanding the care being offered despite the annoyed tone, I'll watch Mariana tonight so you and Seahawk can have some time together. Mermista rolled her eyes, newborn baby, remember? But yeah, I'll let you snatch the other one. Katra chuckled as she followed her long-time friends, how did Scorpia react? Lonnie shrugged, you know how she is, not the angry type. But I wouldn't say she was happy about it. Rogelio launched into his own small spiel but Lonnie just laughed and patted his shoulder instead of translating as they pushed their way through the double doors of the council room. Katra was shocked to find that it was not just the three previously mentioned in the room. Juliet, and now were both in their respective seats. It didn't seem like much talking had started by the small idle chats going on. Well, okay, Bao and Glimmer were talking while Adora and Juliet glared at one another and Scorpia jumped up to meet them at the door. In a hushed tone so as not to be overheard, Katra, are you alright? Katra nodded, as good as I can be in this shit storm. Why are you here? We expected a letter. Scorpia blew out a nervous breath scratching a large claw behind her head, oh, you know. Just didn't think this was a letter-based conversation. I, uh, think my counter-offer may be a bit, explosive, in certain terms. She waved it off, but, before I did. Are you and Adora like, serious? Have you guys talked? I kinda need to know before I go all queenie-like. Katra chuckled at her friend's nerves, also a bit confused on what she was trying to say. But it was Scorpia, she didn't really see the need to hold back information. If anything, Scorpia needed to know before she tried to marry off the woman who Catra would burn the world for, and had very much attempted to do so. She nodded, that being the only answer Scorpia needed. To her shock Scorpia lit up like she had given her a present, oh, that's so wonderful. I'm so happy for you Wildcat. Then she cleared her throat, just, you know, let me handle this? Please. Katra eyed her friend, uncertain but nodded slowly. Great, so I know you probably want to go plop down by your lady, but I kinda need you to sit by me for this. Was all Scorpia said before dragging her to the table, forcing her into a chair next to her, and across the table from the other Bright Moon officials. Lonnie and Rogelio standing behind a chair each, taking on their guard duty even when they were amongst friends. Well, friends outside of Juliet, who Adora was obviously still not happy with, were around. Adora sent Katra a questioning look, one Katra responded to with a shrug. Are we ready? Glimmer asked, confusion of her own clear on her face at the seating arrangement and new addition. Surely Glimmer did not expect Katra of all people to join in on this little life-changing conversation. May I ask why Katra is in attendance? 
Juliet asked before Scorpia could confirm that she was in fact ready to begin. I prefer her here, if it's all the same to you. Scorpia shot back, in a tone Catra rarely ever heard. It was firm, but polite. Though a clear, I don't like you was underlining in it, almost in a childish manner. Glimmer sent a pointed look to her head of guard before turning her attention to Catra, you are aware of the topic? Catra nodded, hard not to be. So long as this remains civil, you're allowed to stay. The queen then motioned to Scorpia, the table is yours. Scorpia smiled at the queen, I received your offer, and woe did it shock me. Glimmer chuckled softly at this but let Scorpia continue, I agree to your terms but have conditions of my own. Adora shook her head, cutting off Glimmer before the queen could speak, no need to state your own terms. We are not moving forward with this. I am not going to have a part in it. Bright Moon and Fright Zone will need to find another pair. Katra did her best to hide her shock at Adora actually putting her foot down. Sure she didn't state her own intentions with Katra but her lack of willing to go along with this was clear as day. Glimmer sighed, Adora, at least hear her out. I trust Scorpia not to just offer up a matching that you can find some enjoyment in. Katra felt her stomach roll at the word, enjoyment. Maybe she shouldn't be here. Adora's jaw worked as she eyed her queen, I will not marry. Scorpia gave a dramatic sigh, that's a shame, I really worked hard on this. Both Adora and Katra looked at the new queen and were shocked, a bit of betrayal in both states. You're serious? Adora asked in disbelief, you're going along with this? You're agreeing to this? Juliet huffed, I was under the impression we all were. Glimmer held up her hand for silence before Juliet's comment would no doubt launch an argument between her and Adora, Scorpia, your terms? She looked to Adora, everything needs to be stated, then we can discuss everything. Scorpia nodded her thanks to the queen, nearly looking eager to absolutely wreck Catra's love life, I accept Adora as the bright moon champion, and have chosen a citizen I feel is of equal stature. She is strong, motivated, determined, and one of the best warriors Fright Zone has, if not the best. Glimmer nodded, sounds like a worthy partner. Scorpia nodded, though before named, for her own discretion, I would like to make it clear she is the only citizen Fright Zone is willing to offer as a pairing for Adora. No negotiations. Glimmer nodded slowly, if she is unsuitable, a denial is still on the table. I hope you find her as suitable a match as I do. Catra was sick to her stomach. She really should not be here. Listening to Scorpia talk up some girl that is to be paired with Adora. Even if Adora will refuse to go along with it, it still hurts to hear Scorpia of all people play this game. Catra looked to Adora for some comfort but found the hero staring at Scorpia in almost shock and awe. Her eyes wide and gleaming. Catra felt her own heart crack at the look. Was Adora seriously so fucking excited at the idea of some unnamed warrior? Someone else other than her? At the look Adora was giving Scorpia, Catra was ready to get up from her seat and let them all discuss the shattering of Catra's heart. 
Scorpia must have sensed her intent because one claw landed gently on her leg to keep her rooted in her seat, I name Catra as Fright Zone's offering. Catra's eyes shot to Scorpia who was too busy looking at Glimmer. No way. No fucking way. Juliet scoffed, you cannot have Catra as your offer. She resides in Bright Moon. She's a war criminal. Not to mention Glimmer has banned such a union. Scorpia did not let her eyes drift from the still-stunned Queen of Bright Moon, I too am a war criminal, I was Catra's right-hand man. I share her crimes, as well as those she herself did not oversee. Catra is serving her sentence in Bright Moon, but she is still a Fright Zone citizen. She is still our prized warrior. As well as she too falls under the pardon offered to those in the Horde. The Fright Zone is populated by those fought by Bright Moon, anyone offered would fall under War Criminal, but none would be an equal match for Adora. A smile overtook Scorpia's lips. What better way to show the people that we mean it when we say, peace, than to join in union the two champions that fought one another on the field? Previously perceived as two enemies, but now known as separated lovers? Is your story not that Catra aided in taking down the Horde? Should she not be recognized for her acts? Catra was floored. Scorpia was always smart, but cunning looked good on her. Scorpia shot down Juliet's protest and then destroyed any others before they could be stated. Scorpia was validating Catra. Standing up for her. Sharing her guilt and shame. I accept. Adora said almost the moment Scorpion's speech was complete. Glimmer shook from her shock, I do not. Adora looked at Glimmer, determination in her eyes, Glimmer, you can't be serious. Scorpia makes a fair point. Bao chimed in, she too is in the same position as Catra. She was just as much an influence in the Horde. She is queen now. Glimmer stated. And I'm just a whore? Catra shot back. All eyes were on her at the blunt accusation. Glimmer shook her head, you know your position in the harem is merely a smoke and shadow tactic to keep the people from demanding your head. Catra shrugged, still a whore in name. Juliet nodded her agreement but was smart enough not to actually say anything. Not that Adora didn't glare. Scorpio's claw in Catra's lap applied gentle pressure, a heads-up to remain calm for whatever was about to leave her mouth next, in that case, as Queen of the Fright Zone, I request you release my citizen back to me. She has no need to remain in Bright Moon and be ridiculed. Degraded. She will return and enjoy the same luxuries the rest of us war criminals do. Under my protection. Adora shot up in her chair, no. A panic radiating in her eyes while her features remained calm, Catra stays. Juliet chose that time to address her queen, Queen Scorpia makes a fair point, there is no real reason to hold Catra any longer. Not that she was actually serving a true sentence. Let her go back to the fright zone. Adora shook her head, Catra, I can't. She let whatever she was going to say die out. Catra wanted to stand and reassure her obviously panicked lover. Catra was panicking. Scorpia really did make a fair request. No other Fright Zone soldier was being held by Bright Moon. Honestly, 
Catra was shocked she didn't even realize it until now. Other than Adora, there was no real reason for Catra to stay and be prisoner. She did not need to be a part of some harem. Did not need some cover story. Did not need to deal with the stars of the guards. The risks of another poisoning. She could go back to the fright zone with Scorpio, raise Finn there. See allies and friends. Have freedom instead of being locked away in the castle. Despite how large the place was, Catra longed to be able to roam. Go to the market without worry. No need to rely on anyone. But could she really leave Adora? But could she also stand to raise her kitten in these conditions? Allow them to hear the stories of their mother by people only fueled with hatred towards her? She could rebuild in the fright zone, and could reclaim some shred of dignity. Could provide for her kitten outside of the mercy and courtesy given by her captors. Katra hated it, but suddenly she wanted it. Wanted a life where she was not just idle. Not having to watch strangers raise her kitten. Not have to rely on Adora's word for any need she or Finn may require. She wanted to work for what she was given. Wanted to earn her forgiveness. She wanted freedom. True freedom. Glimmer stared at Adora for a moment, some silent communication passing between the two. Katra, Glimmer said, finally looking away from her pleading champion, as you are the current topic, your thoughts? Two options have been given by Scorpia, one I cannot consent to, the other I am willing to think on. Before Katra could speak, Scorpia cut in, the second is not something up for debate. It is to return Katra, or accept her as Fright Zone's offer. I will not leave Katra. She will not be a prisoner any longer, regardless of your lieutenancy. After this conversation, Katra has her freedom as I do. Katra stared at her friend, in pure awe. Scorpia was not leaving her to these chains. She was not going to allow Katra to suffer this anymore. Sure, Katra herself had not truly seen herself as a prisoner. Her life was far too comfy to be a true one. But fact of the matter, she was. But she did not need to be, and Scorpia was making that clear. Glimmer nodded, I understand. I do not wish to risk another war by holding a former horde captive. Catra will be released to you. Adora looked between Scorpio and Glimmer, still standing rigid. Catra, your thoughts? Glimmer once again asked. Catra's hand came up to grip Scorpio's claw still in her lap, needing to be grounded for what she was about to do. Needed the reassurance that no matter, she still had someone in her corner. I accept Fright Zone's offer as Adora's pair. She could not look at Adora as she said her next words, I also accept being released, if Scorpio's offer is denied. Adora slumped back into her chair, eyes wide and glazed over as she stared at the table in front of her. Katra felt her heart crack once more at the sight. Glimmer sent Adora an almost pained look before she smoothed out her features to once again address Scorpia. I deny your offered pairing, but propose another. I offer Perfuma, mother of the tower in Adora's stead. Though I require a royal pairing, for the loss of such a caring soul of Bright Moon. Catra wanted to laugh, despite the utter pain racking through her. 
Glimmer was giving Scorpia what she wanted in every regard. Catra held back her tears as she looked to Adora's defeated form. I accept your offer, and name myself as Fright's own half. Scorpia stated, though her own happiness seemed dampened by the situation. Why the fuck could Glimmer not have made that offer sooner? Why did she have to force everyone through all these hoops? Then it hit Catra. Glimmer did not believe that Catra returned Adora's feelings. She saw a way to protect her friend from endless pinning for a woman in her own castle. Glimmer took Scorpio's offer to get rid of Catra in the hopes Adora would move on. And Catra had played right into it. Adora felt sorrow, grief, anger. The last few months just tossed away like they meant nothing. She felt ashamed and disgusted with herself. While she was living a fantasy, Catra only felt like a prisoner. She was elated that Scorpio was getting her happy ending, and the peace would hold. She was even happy for Catra, despite the pain. Catra would no longer be obligated to remain. No longer held against her will. Adora knew Catra loved her, that was not in question. But the life Adora had begun to hope for? That was just another layer to the figurative chains she had placed on Catra. Adora was the one who kept Catra captive. Adora was Catra's jailer. A love-sick, twisted jailer. But above all else, Adora felt hollow. The deep ache where her heart was being the only thing keeping her from completely shutting down. She did not listen as the finer details of the pairing was discussed. Did not raise her eyes from the table. Merely stood and made her way from the room as the marriage was finalized and shook on by both queens. She could not in this moment congratulate Scorpia for her match, but she would find time to do so later one when she was not weighed down by her own actions. Adora had only made it a few steps into the hall before that perfectly raspy voice called out her name. Adora took a moment to take in a calming breath, plaster a small smile to her lips, before turning to face the woman she cared so deeply for, I will see to it that your things are packed and ready. Adora knew that Scorpio would remain in Bright Moon for a few more days, before heading back home. Adora would see that Catra is comfortable until then, a separate room will be prepared before the night is over. You are no longer bound to the mother's room. Adora could hear the hollow feelings spilling out with her words. She knew she should try and force some enthusiasm into her tone so Catra knew how happy she was for her freedom. But she just didn't have it in her. She was becoming tired just standing there in the hall. Catra shook her head as she approached Adora, a hand coming up to cup her cheek, I am more than happy to stay near you. I Adora, I'm not, this doesn't have to be the end. Come with us. Adora fought back tears, willed her eyes to stay clear but she could feel them become glossy despite her efforts, I am Bright Moon's champion, I have no place in the fright zone. Catra's other hand shot up to grip Adora's face, to keep her from turning away, you are Adora. You have a place with me. You do not need to stay here. Adora could not stop the single tear that escaped, I am Shiare, I go where needed. Remain where required. Bright Moon still needs help in rebuilding. Catra's eyebrows furrowed, Adora could see her own pain reflected in them, 
the fright zone needs it too. But honestly? Fuck both. I need you. Her lip began to quiver, I need Adora. Adora felt more tears spill from her eyes, wanting nothing more than to hold the woman and never let her go. But that is what she has been doing this whole time. She just had not realized how constricting her hold on the woman had been. Katra thumbed away her tears, her own beginning to pool in her eyes, Adora, please. Her trembling lips coming up to press against Adora's own unresponsive ones. Please, we can figure this out. Katra said, pressing in again, we don't have to remain in the fright zone. We can go anywhere. Adora felt hope spark in her chest, only dulled by the new ache, Katra Dash. You can still be Shiara, and can still be Bright Moon's champion, but you have to remain at my side. I can't lose you. Katra interrupted. At the crack in her lover's voice, Adora's arms shot out to pull her in. Her face burying into the smaller girl's shoulder, I can't lose you either. A sob spilling from her throat, but what can I do? Katra clutched to Adora, come home to me. Adora huffed out a dry laugh, and how are you supposed to do that? A moment of silence passed before Katra offered, marry me, dummy. Chapter 23 Katra looked out at the garden that was once Shadow Weaver's pride and joy, outside of Adora of course. What once was a large yard full of sharp thorns and precisely cut hedges now sprawled with flowering bushes, and bright flowers as Perfuma had wasted no time in taking over once they all came back to the fright zone. It was beautiful on normal days, but was an immaculate sight today. With long white streamers indicating an aisle, an archway waiting at the end with spiraling vines and delicate petals. The yard was littered with people as they trickled in for today's happy event. Katra's heart warmed as she watched Finn run from person to person, greeting them in their little red jumpsuit and white sash. The last two months of living in the fright zone have done wonders for her kitten. They had gained a sense of independence and courage as they were allowed to wander. Katra always kept a close eye on them. But was proud of their new aspects. No longer were they crawled into bed with Katra, preferring the hammock set up in their room in the little cottage Scorpia had gifted them, which lay just beyond the thin trees behind the garden. No longer did they hide behind Katra's leg at the sight of a new face, choosing instead to proudly hold out their hand and belt their name. It had become a chore alone to keep Finn from just running off to explore, but Katra encouraged their adventurous side. Loving when they told her of the many places they found on their sleuthing of the castle, many of the spots once being Katra's own hideaways. Katra chuckled a bit as Finn launched themselves into yet another group of people, their adorable smile instantly charming the few strangers there amongst the many friends. Little bit too, live in nature, for my tastes, but it's cute. DT's voice came from beside her. Katra jumped at the sudden words but smiled brightly at her friend, you could just give a compliment like a normal person, she shot back before realization dawned on her, you're here. DT chuckled as they took in Katra's poorly hidden excitement, don't pretend like I'm the one you're excited to know has arrived. They lazily pointed their finger to the garden's entrance, a small pathway winding from the side of the castle, go get her, tiger. Katra's eyes instantly fell on Adora who was also looking around 
a huge grin splitting her face as her own eyes landed on Katra. Katra laughed as Adora just walked away from Glimmer, Bao and Lani who were greeting one another. Glimmer threw her hands up in exasperation as the hero made a clear path towards the Magicat. Though she smiled fondly and even waved to Katra before she was swept up in strong arms. Katra was quick to wrap her own arms around broad shoulders, delighted at finally seeing Adora once more. Stars, I have not known a day of peace without you. I have missed you. Adora sighed into Katra's hair, showing no signs of releasing the smaller woman. I've missed you too, dummy. Katra responded. They only broke apart at the excited, and very loud, shouting of Finn who wasted no time barreling towards Adora and claiming a hug for themselves. Adora. You're here. Finn's eyes were large and gleaming. Adora laughed as she bumped her forehead to theirs, I am. I would not miss the festivities. How long are you staying? Will you be coming to the cottage? Can I show you around? Finn asked in rapid fire. Adora beamed at the kitten in her arms, I will be here for the week. I would love to visit the cottage. And please do, I would not know how to get around without you, she responded just as quick. Katra rolled her eyes at the last answer. Fucking Adora could walk the whole kingdom with her eyes closed. Adora set down Finn, teasing that they had become much heavier since she last saw them. Finn stuck out their tongue but took Adora's hand in theirs, not wanting to release the hero just yet. Katra smiled at the taller woman, knowing the endless love for her was radiating from her every pore. Katra and Finn had moved to the Fright Zone while Adora stayed in Bright Moon. Adora had been reluctant to leave her responsibilities, deeming she would need to finish her current duties before stepping away. They had not really discussed what her stepping away would look like, instead choosing to have that conversation when the time came. It was fucking hell, but Katra grit her teeth through it. She loved Adora's work ethic, even if it kept Katra from her lover. Adora leaned in close so no one else would overhear her, I have news. May I visit you tonight? Katra gripped the fine fabric of Adora's shirt, holding her close, you will be staying at the cottage. Fuck that visiting shit. Adora chuckled but happily agreed, placing a gentle kiss to Katra's lips. Finn playfully gagged and belted a loud, gross, at the sight. With Katras' freedom from captivity, the two had wasted no time in announcing their relationship. Katra had thoroughly enjoyed the discomfort it had brought Glimmer, especially after the fucking fiasco that led to this day. The queen had apologized, shockingly, and even made an effort to befriend Katra. Which had been awkward at first but was slowly becoming more natural. Not that the two were really putting in too much effort. That of course was after the queen got all teary-eyed and begged Adora to forgive her. Adora then launched into her own round of tears. The two had been a blubbering mess and Katra had no idea how to handle it. It ended up being a group hug between Scorpia, Bao, Glimmer and Adora while Katra, Lani and Rogelio watched the disaster. Adora peppered Katra's face in kisses at Finn's dismay, laughing as they upped the act to gagging. Ugh, you are so disgusting. 
Glimmer teased as she joined the group, Bao smiling proudly at the display. Adora shrugged, as if you two are any better. Bo's face paled, I would like to remind the group, a child is present. Catrass eyebrows shot up at Adora's playful smirk, I feel there is a story there. Glimmer blushed but held her head high as Bao outright looked away. Adora's evil chuckle did indeed promise a story, another time. Don't you dare. Glimmer shot back. Not breaking eye contact with the queen, Adora leaned close to Katra so Finn would not overhear, I found the two of them enjoying the large table in the council room a few days ago. Let's just say Bao was having a very good breakfast. Katra snorted out a laugh, which forced the couple in question to blush all the harder. DT snickered as they no doubt knew exactly what had been said, Bao wears his queen well. Glimmer glared as Bao looked ready to bolt. It was perfect. Lonnie broke the teasing as she stole Finn away, their cue to find their seats. Adora's arm never left Katra's waist as they settled in the front row on the delicate white bench with vines crawling alongside the backs. Katra was a bit shocked when Adora's hold tightened and the hero leaned in to whisper, I have dearly missed you. Ending her confession with a little nip to her ear. Katra shot Adora a look, a clear, behave, despite Katra wanting her to do anything but. Adora just chuckled as she leaned back in her seat, a smug smile plastered on her beautiful features. The fucking tease did not in fact behave, during the entire ceremony. Finn went down the aisle first, throwing petals down by the fistful. Adora squeezed Catra's hip. Scorpia followed after Finn, looking stunning in her tight white dress and flower crown. Adora lazily took Catra's hand with her free one, tips of her fingers lightly grazing into Catra's palms. Perfuma making her way down, beautiful in her flowing white dress and matching flower crown. Adora placed their joined hands a little too high up and centered in Catra's lap. Katra had a break from the far too polite suggestive touches as Finn took their seat near Katra, though it was a short time before Finn once again launched up to provide the couple with their rings as vows were exchanged. Adora applied pressure to her hand resting in Katra's lap, just enough for Katra to feel it but not enough to catch the attention of the other guests. She was not close exactly to where Katra would like, but close enough that the new pressure caused her thigh to press in a teasing manner to her core. Katra glanced at Adora from the side of her eye. Not at all, but oh so very, pleased with the hint of a cocky smirk placed on her lover's face. Katra was relieved and pissed when the new queens sealed the ceremony with a kiss, causing everyone to stand and clap. Free of Adora's hold for the moment, but missing it greatly. As the newlyweds made their way back down the aisle in joined hands, Adora stood close enough to Katra's back as they watched them go for Katra to feel the heat of her body, but not feel her body. Adora then placed her hand once again on Katra's hip so they could follow the crowd into the castle for the reception, blunt nails digging into subtle flesh. Katra had just enough mind to make sure that Finn was safely in sight of Lonnie and Rogelio, who were listening intently to whatever it was Finn was saying, before steering Adora down a hall and further from the guests. She shoved them both into the nearest room, firmly shutting the door and thanking the fucker who built the castle for its thick stone walls. 
Katra had just slid the lock on the door when Adora pressed into her back, one hand resting against the door near Katra's head while the other pressed her hips firmly against the surface. Hot breath ghosting her ear as Adora chuckled, is my kitten eager? Katra let her head drop to the wooden door as Adora's hand snaked from her hip to her front, don't be cocky, asshole. Adora nudged her nose to Katra's jaw, placing an open mouth kiss to the skin Katra offered. How could I not be, when you're already squirming in my grasp? After rejoining the party as stealthy as they could, Adora found herself having a blast. She caught up with many people she had not seen in years, allowed Finn to teach her a few moves on the dance floor, was even coerced into a dance with Perfuma, she laughed with the brides, and enjoyed having Katra near her side the whole time. Being away from her love was a pain Adora despised. She missed her greatly, missed Finn immensely, missed their mornings of grumpy grumbling, missed the nights of laughter. Missed the playful banter. But all in due time she would have it once again. The festivities ran late into the night. By the time they had said their goodbyes, Finn was passed out in Adora's arms. They really had gotten bigger, something that sent a bittersweet stab through Adora's heart. She wanted to be witness to all their growths and changes. She wanted to know what caused the usually shy kitten to be so open and friendly now. She wanted those memories. All of them. Adora held Katra's hand as she cradled Finn with her other arm as they walked a cute stone path to a small cottage. It was adorable and had Perfuma's influence written all over the front as cute flowers sat in planters under the windows. It was an open floor plan sitting room to the right while the kitchen was in the far left corner, and a little dining area in the bottom left. Finn's bedroom door was off of the kitchen, and their room reminded Adora of Half Moon. A hammock swung from the corner while bright tapestry flowed over the window and pillows of all sizes littered the floor. Finn grumbled when Adora placed them in their hammock, eyes blinking open long enough to grab at their blanket before small arms lifted up, demanding hugs. Adora and Katra took turns wrapping the kitten up in hugs and kisses placed to their forehead before making their way out into the sitting room. Katra had her arms around Adora's neck, pulling her down for a much-needed kiss. It was slow and deep. Love laced in every movement. Adora hummed as they broke apart, arms still firm around her love, not willing to let her go far, letters do not hold a candle to being with you. Ever since Katra had moved from Bright Moon, they had sent letters non-stop. Katra filled her in on her days and adjustments in the Fright Zone, while Adora mainly just wrote back sappy responses. When will you be able to stay? Katra asked, her head snuggling into Adora's shoulder. A smile overtook Adora's lips, I received word from Syra. Katra's head instantly shot up, wide hopeful eyes staring up at her, and... I'll come for you in three weeks. Katra's own beaming smile met Adora's before she pulled the taller woman down for a heated kiss. Adora was more than happy to celebrate with her lover over the news. Katra rolled her eyes from the window as she watched Adora and Finn in the front yard. Both wielding staff as Adora showed Finn the motions. She was due to head back to Bright Moon at noon, and it was not something Katra was looking forward to. A week of falling asleep in strong arms was not nearly long enough. 
All week Adora has just shown Katra a smidge of the life they could have. Mornings full of kisses, watching her two idiots from the window. Katra was a bit but hurt when Finn asked Adora to show them how to use a staff, but quickly enjoyed the fact that the two of them now kind of had their own thing. Their own time to bond. Even if Katra watched creepily from the window to ensure neither of them did something stupid and got hurt. Katra loved watching Adora try and use the kitchen to make meals, almost always ending in a mess and a disaster. She loved listening to the laughter of Adora and Finn as they cracked ridiculous jokes. Loved having her tall dummy creep up behind her and pull her close. Loved having her there to help wrangle the energetic kitten at bedtime. Loved talking about whatever as they settled into bed. Loved having pale skin flush against her fur. However she could do less of Adora's flailing arms in the night. Adora nearly knocked out Catra's fong just this morning as her obnoxiously large hand flopped down onto her face. Not that Catra can truly complain about said large hands, they were being put to good use as well during Adora's stay. She watched as her tall idiot broke from her stance to wave to someone further down the path. Finn all but chucking his staff down to run up to them. Of course they quickly ran back at Adora's call to pick up the staff and politely hand it off to her. Katra chuckled, the chastising conversation Adora was no doubt giving them about weapon care was far easier than what they had received as children. With the staff properly in Adora's arms, to be stored away later, Finn darted off to eagerly greet the newcomers. Glimmer, Bao, and DT were joining them at the cottage for lunch before they all set off for Bright Moon once more. Katra wasn't too excited about sharing her last minutes with her love, but she agreed when Glimmer offered to bring the meal from the castle instead of letting Adora cook. Again. Sure enough Glimmer had a large basket in hand, while Bao scooped up Finn. Pretending to fall to his knees at the weight of her kitten. It seems the days of holding them were numbered. Not that Katra wouldn't hit the training ground so she could continue to tote her kitten around. She would milk every last moment of babying them, even as she encouraged their independence. That was her kitten damn it. She watched as Adora threw her head back in a laugh, helping her dramatic friend up. Glimmer rolling her eyes at the three. Go wash your hands. Katra called to Finn who instantly made for the table when they stepped through the door, you too. She added as Adora stepped in. Bao chuckled as both slinked off to the kitchen. Good to know someone keeps an eye on them. Glimmer joked as she set the basket on the table. Katra just huffed but gave the queen a small smile. Nice place. Bao said as he glanced around, a shine in his eyes, it's so cute. Shut up and sit down. Katra pointed to the table, still not all that comfortable with compliments. Adora and Finn rejoined the group just in time for Glimmer to have everything set out on the table, she had gotten quite the spread. Katra was still trying to get over expecting a ration bar to pop up. The table was small so Adora and Finn took one side while Bao and Glimmer took the other, leaving Katra to sit at the head. She had to shake off a bit of discomfort at doing so, but it quickly washed away at the sight before her. Adora just instantly prepared Finn's plate as she listened to something Bao was saying. Glimmer throwing in a quip here and there. 
Catra was hit with a wave of what could only be affection at the sight. Catra did not participate too much in the conversation, only really answering when appropriate. She wasn't exactly the outcast of the group anymore, but it was still a new aspect in the dynamic for her to be accepted. So instead she watched her idiot interact with her idiot friends, and even deemed Finn, idiot junior, for laughing along with their horrible jokes and stories. Not to mention the chef had really outdone themselves and made food worthy of a busy mouth. Catra was paying attention to whatever ridiculous story Bao was telling of a clumsy Adora when she heard Mom. Catra felt a little ache in her heart at the name change. She was always Mama, or when they were sick, or trying to get out of trouble, Mommy. Mom was just more official, in a sense, and Catra didn't really expect the name to be as bittersweet as it was. However Catra was stunned stupid as she turned her attention to her kitten who was not paying any to her. No, instead Finn had one hand tugging at the elbow of Adora's tunic. Adora was staring at them a bit dazed and glassy-eyed. Finn released her shirt to point at the jug of water, will you refill my cup? A few seconds passed before Adora cleared her throat and nodded, lifting the still too heavy jug for Finn and refilling their empty cup. Finn gave a polite thank you, completely unaware of the absolute stunned silence that was now settling over the table. Adora still looked down at them, in awe, clearly trying to catch up with the moment. Katra herself was floored. Balkud and Glimmer looked between the idiot pair with genuine fondness. Adora cleared her throat again, looking over the table, I'm, dash, she pointed over towards Katra's room. Going to take a minute? Bao supplied. Adora only nodded as she set her napkin down and made her way across the small cottage to take her minute behind a closed door. With Finn still unaware of the emotional bomb they had dropped and happily digging into their plate, Katra sent Bao a look. He nodded in understanding. Katra followed after her love, gently opening the door to find Adora with one hand on her hip the other over her mouth and fresh tears in her eyes. Katra stepped into the room, careful to close the door behind her, Hey, you alright? Did that upset you? She stepped closer to Adora, I can talk to them later about it. Katra was elated that Finn just so casually saw Adora as a parental figure, and Katra had no issue sharing the title of mother with her Adora, but it was still a lot and something they really had not discussed in depth. Sure, Adora had claimed Finn as her heir, but that was a part of keeping them safe in Brightmoon. Katra didn't know if Adora's stance on suddenly wanting to be a parent had changed since. Adora let out a shaky breath as her hand dropped, I'm fine. I just, wow. I didn't expect that and it really hit me hard. Just needed a moment. A tear slid down her face, fuck, that made me so happy. Katra let out a breathy chuckle as she wiped the tear from the pale cheek, yeah? Adora nodded as she pulled Katra close, yeah. Katra held Adora as she calmed, blinking away her tears with a wet laugh, that was that was something. Katra rubbed her dummy's back, are you comfortable with it? Adora nodded, of course I am, but are you? Rolling her eyes, yes, I am. Adora still seemed to be in shocked disbelief, stars, im, mom, dot. 
A whole ass milf if I say so myself. It was Adora's turn to roll her eyes. Adora was not one to sleep in, however it has become less of a rare occurrence with her finding peace within herself, as Perfuma puts it. This morning? She wanted to soak up every ounce of heat radiating from the body squished against her. Of course Mila was having none of it. You guys seriously want to be lazy today of all days? She asked as she boldly plopped herself onto the edge of the bed to lean over the grumpy pair. I will flash you a fucking titty if you do not remove yourself. Katra grumbled as she snuggled her head further into Adora's shoulder. Mila laughed, hun, that'll make me stay. Adora peeked an eye open to half-heartedly glare at the woman. Mila just shrugged, don't pretend like Katra Titty isn't the reason you're in this bed as is. Adora grunted, or you know, it could be the immense amount of love I hold for her. Incredibly lesbian of you to say. Mila shot back, reminding Adora very much of Glimmer, but I have a duty to haul her ass out of here. Mila gave an evil grin, Cleo is waiting out there. I can easily have him in here to drag your pale ass out too. At the threat of Cleo seeing her very bare ass, Adora sat up and shooed a laughing Mila away. Katra gave a low hiss but followed Adora out of the sheets to put on clothes. Adora had just enough time to press a kiss to Katra's still sleepy lips before Cleo did in fact enter the room to drag her away. Magicat custom did not call for the tradition of keeping the lovers away, but Cleo had put his foot down. Only relenting to allow them to share the night before because Katra had so plainly stated that they were far from celebrating and would claw anyone who tried to deny her the cuddles. It was adorable, her little angry pout added to her threat as she gripped Adora's arm. Cleo laughed as his large finger poked into her throat, won't be the first time a couple has shown with marks. She swatted his hand away with an amused smile, hush. Please tell me there is food involved in my little kidnapping here. Finn nodded in agreement at her side. Cleo grunted as he pushed his way into a door, I wouldn't imagine leaving you two bottomless pits without some substance. Adora thought that the bottomless pit comment was a bit hypocritical as Cleo could easily eat twice as much as Finn and Adora combined but she held back her teasing in favor of digging into the amazing food Half Moon always provided. Adora held back many comments during the day. Like how obnoxious it was that Cleo could go check in with Katra but she couldn't. How Finn was allowed to bounce between the rooms but she couldn't. How she wasn't allowed to wear her sword. How her hair was to remain down, no doubt at the request of Katra. Though she did enjoy the moment when Finn stepped out from around the curtain in similar attire as her. They both were clad in white thin loose tunic and breathable pants, red sashes around their hips. Adora even had to hold back some tears as Finn requested she do their feet wraps. Cleo had to show her the proper way on her own feet, but it was still a special moment for her. As the day dragged on but also vanished in the blink of an eye, Adora's nerves built. Cleo clapped a hand on her shoulder as they prepared to leave the room, you look like a pale kitten. Adora playfully glared at him, just kind of having a minor panic, no big deal. His laugh rumbled through the room, jitters are normal. They'll all but disappear at the sight of your lady. 
Come on, let's get your feet moving before you freeze to the spot. Adora happily let Cleo lead her from the room, no longer having Finn to distract herself with as they had run off a while ago with Syrah. Adora had read up on Magicat traditions in preparation for today, but it did nothing to stun her absolute amazement. She was led into a large round room, littered with Magicots donning all sorts of colors and fashions. Flower petals were delicately arranged in a circle in the middle as the cool breeze entered from the large opening at the back of the room. Adora of course did not take in the fond smiles or sweet smells, nor the way the breeze cooled her flushed skin, or the knowing giggles, or even Cleo's gentle push to her back to get her to move. No, all of her attention was on Katra who had entered the room on the other side at the same time. She wore similar to Adora, but her sash rounded her waist and flowed over her shoulder, chest wraps covering her top while the toned expanse of her stomach was free to the air. Her hair was wild as ever, eyes sharp as ever, smile hinting at smirk, and damned the woman's hips as she walked. Finn waited by the circle for their mothers to join on opposite sides, taking a hand each to join the two before motioning for them to kneel. Finn kneeled outside of the petals while Syra and Myla stood on the other side. Myla held a bowl while Syra placed a hand on either of their shoulders to indicate for them to turn to her. Adora was still just so stunned by Katra that her shoulder needed a firmer prod to get her attention, much to the room's delight. Syra spoke in her native tongue as she addressed the room, it was short and from her tone sweet before her and Myla kneeled in front of the PR. Myla bowed her head low as she offered up the bowl for Sarah to dip her finger into. Her finger traced the symbol of the half-moon just above Katra's brows, Katra, warrior, mother, descendant of half-moon. She dipped her finger once more and repeated the symbol on Adora's own head, Adora, warrior, mother, descendant of Despondos. She reached for their joined hands, Finn rounding the circle to offer her a strip of silken fabric. The queen gently wrapped the fabric around their wrists, under the moons, I deem you mated. May your life prosper and your love be boundless. She placed her own palms above and below the pair's hands as she once again spoke in her naive tongue before switching back, on this day we welcome you. After a bit of silence, Myla leaned closer to whisper, kiss the bride, dumbass. Of course in a room full of magicots the whisper was pointless and gave their little crowd a good laugh. Adora turned to Katra with a smile she was sure would split her face before pulling her love close and sharing their first kiss as newlyweds. The room clapped and whistled, as Finn politely gagged. The whistles and fond shouting intensified as Katra deepened the kiss, not that Adora was complaining. When they broke she could see her own grin matched by Katra. The two were quickly swept up by Cleo's strong arms, spinning the pair with tears in his own eyes. The night was spectacular. Food, drink, music, laughter, jesting. It was perfect. Not the stiff long-suffering traditions of a bright moon ceremony, not the quiet official fast-paced signing of the fright zone, not even the outside vows of the temple. It was easy, simple, and powerful in its own way. And a great deal of fun. Adora had been practicing with both Cleo and Myla, sometimes even Sarah for this moment. 
The moment she dragged Katra to the open center of the room to make good on her promise of a dance at their wedding. Adora had found frustration in her practices as the dance was very much crafted by the newlyweds as they made the steps during. Cleo had shown her broad fluid steps, while Myla preferred close swaying movements, and Kyra was all whimsical motion. But Katra? Katra was fierce, easily stepping into a movement that Adora knew well. Adora knew the way Katra's body moved, having done their own form of dance for many years. Katra was fluid, teasing steps as she flowed around Adora, Adora falling into practice steps to match her movements. Sure they were not crossing blades, but the familiarity was there. As they moved together and around one another, Adora realized she had not needed to practice, she already knew their dance. And she loved every bit of it. They fell into happy laughter at the last strum of music, clutching to one another as they rode the high of the night. Did not know Adora could actually dance. Myla teased as she joined the pair, my toes still throb as a reminder. Katra starts loving up at Adora, when she lets her mind switch off, she has some moves. Myla snickered, you certainly turn her brain to mush, no doubt there. Adora blushed but couldn't take her eyes from her wife, fully agreeing with Myla. Adora swatted at the tail that continued to brush against her nose. Katra snickered as she once again swiped her fuzzy weapon. Aren't you in high spirits for such an early hour? Adora commented as she peeked at the window, noting that the sun was just barely lightening the sky. Blame it on my nap from yesterday. Katra supplied the poor excuse. Katra could nap all day every day and still sleep in. Adora figured her wife was actually excited to wake in their new home. After much debate one where they should be, they decided to build a small house on the outskirts of the Whispering Woods. Close enough to Bright Moon that Adora didn't feel like she was neglecting any of her duties, close enough to the fright zone that Katra could still pop in when needed, close enough to the temple for many dinners with hope, but far away enough that it was all their own. It had taken a while for the construction to finish, but they had bounced between the three locations, even going to Half Moon for a time. But it had finally finished and the little family had shared their first night at home. Adora pulled Katra closer, if only to restrict her tail's movements. Okay, that was a lie, Adora was a sucker for cuddles any time of the day. Katra chuckled as her back was pulled flush to Adora's front, turning to full-blown laughter as Adora obnoxiously snuggled further into her hair. How did I spend a single morning without you? Adora asked into her fluffy love. Katra snorted, like a pinning useless lesbian. Adora rolled her eyes, speaking from experience. Katra turned in her grasp so they were face to face, never. Adora hummed in playful thought, I feel I have been lied to, another hum, it's almost as if you lift me. How embarrassing. Katra playfully shoved at her shoulder, we're married, it's obviously mutual, dummy. Adora gave a one-shoulder shrug, still. Shut up. Adora smirked, what are you saying? Make me? Katra rolled her eyes but gave in to the request. The kiss started out lazy and full of love but as Adora's grip on her wife tightened the kiss deepened. Katra's purrs and little sighs being all the permission Adora needed to let her hands wander, Katra's own following suit.
Adora sucked in a breath as sharp nails dragged down her stomach. Katra elicited her own breathy response as Adora gripped her hips and forced her leg between her lovers. Adora proud at Katra's instant response to grind down and press her head into Adora's shoulder. Adora loved their bed activities. How Katra would, generally, give up all power unless she was in a particular mood. Trusting Adora to let her guard down and become vulnerable. Let Adora just care for her needs. Something Adora found immense pleasure from. Adora rolled them so Katra was pressed into the mattress, head thrown back as Adora applied pressure with her thigh, rolling her own hips onto her lover's offered leg. Katra's hands flew to Adora's hair as Adora applied open-mouthed kisses to her throat, Adora loving the shiver that ran down her lover as her tongue darted out with its many promises. Adora. Katra moaned out. Adora all but growled at the breathy plea. Her own need rises with each jerk of Katra's hips. Usually Adora would take her time, work Katra up until the Magicat was a squirming mess below her, but she felt no urge to tease. She only wanted to see Katra lost in the throes. Adora let one hand slip from Katra's waist to the apex of her thighs, a moan of her own slipping out against Katra's throat at the pure desire dripping from Katra. Katra's claws raking against her back as her fingers worked her lover in practiced, caring, firm movements. Adora herself enjoyed when Katra got a bit rough, but Katra thrived on it. Needed Adora to thrust instead of just push in, bring her thick fingers to a harsh curl instead of slow beckoning motions, needed Adora's blunt teeth against her skin and free hand holding her in place. Adora could feel the sweat starting to tickle at her back as her own stomach began to tighten, Katra's writhing thigh between her own legs working her near the edge. But she forced herself to focus through her own pleasure, Pearly wanting to take in every detail of Katra as she works with her lover. Katra arched forward, hands latching onto Adora's shoulders as she gasped out. Adora reveled in watching her lover absolutely shatter from her work. Proud that she brought Katra to those heights. Katra flopped back trying to catch her breath, a small breathy chuckle escaping her, well good fucking morning to you too. Adora placed a quick kiss to her cheek, yelping when she was all of a sudden shoved and being pinned to the pillows, Katra's smirking towering over her, your turn, princess. Glimmer barged into Adora's office, looking irritated and flustered, get your useless lesbian ass up, it's go time. Adora shot up from her chair, it is? Adora, Katra, and Finn had spent the last month in Bright Moon in preparation for today. And it was happening. Right now. Right now, right now. Glimmer and Adora booked it down the hall, Glimmer calling over her shoulder, move that ass, gray skull. Adora picked up her pace, sprinting down the halls with the queen, earning many amused looks from the guards. Finn and Mariana were sitting in the hall with Scorpio, patiently waiting. Adora waved to the trio before pushing open the door to what was once her mother's den. Myla and Cleo gave her a quick greeting, the two having joined the party a week ago. Their cover story being Cleo was a magicat that Adora had met in her travels, Myla, as of recent, being his mate. The two had taken their sweet time finally making a move on one another, but they finally announced it a year ago. 
Adora was forever grateful for their attendance. Adora had absolutely no clue as to what to do to help her wife. Her beautiful wife of three years was laying on her side in the middle of an abundance of pillows and blankets, one hand clawing through the fabrics beneath her while the other had a tight hold on Bao's collar. Finally. Katra growled as she released Bao, take your sweet time getting here, why don't ya? Not if fucking pain because of you or anything. Put this on. Cleo instructed as he shoved some leathers into her hands. She looked at the aura moment before doing as instructed. The leathers slid on like a belt and covered her thighs. Newly dressed Adora dropped down to kneel next to her wife, hand instantly pushing away the sweaty locks on her forehead, I love you too, and understand any hurtful comments are due to pain. Catras glare was cut off by a grunt as she curled in on herself. Mila was on her other side, applying soothing pressure to her lower back, deep breaths, it's nearly time. Katra was nude except for the thin sheet draped over her haphazardly. Typically Katra was not shy when showing skin, but she was all but flaunting everything for the group in the room. Her large belly is on full display. After a moment of deep breaths, Katra's piercing eyes opened to glare up at Adora, this is it, if you want more you push the fuckers out. Got it? Adora held back her amusement so as to not enrage her lover, understood. When Myla deemed Katra ready to begin pushing, Cleo and Glimmer stepped out of the room. Bao stayed to help Myla with anything she needed as Adora let Katra crush her hand in a vice grip. Adora was shocked and Myla instructed Katra to get onto all fours, as far as she knew birthing usually was on the back, but Myla just waved off her questioning glance, different species, different protocol. Now if you want your wife to love you after this, sit in front of her." Adora, not one to question an authoritative tone, instantly slid in front of Katra. Katra all but crawled up so her head and torso was cradled in Adora's lap, Adora's legs spread out under Katra's arms. At the first push Katra's sharp claws dug into Adora's thighs, claws digging into the leather. Adora was grateful for Cleo's foresight or else she would have earned many stitches otherwise. Katra buried her head into Adora's stomach as she growl screamed. Adora had no idea what to do with her hands so she hoped kneading into her lover's shoulders and keeping the hair from her face was good enough. She alternated between watching Mila work, watching Bao rush around, tending to Katra, thanking Cleo for the leathers, and ignoring the vile things spilling from her lover. Katra and Adora think this in the most loving and endearing way, can be a bitch on a good day. Throw in some of, if not, the most intense pain anyone can endure? Yeah, Katra was saying some hurtful stuff. But she also filled the gaps of pain-induced bitchiness with some of the sweetest words Adora has ever heard. One moment it's, Adora, I am going to fucking skin you if you don't get this thing out me right now, to, she's almost here. Adora, our baby girl is almost here. Adora was just along for the ride. She would offer her own words of encouragement and endearment, rubbing into Katra's back and scalp. Then everything in the room shifted at the first wail of a very angry infant. Katra slumped into Adora's lap, painting with heavy lids as Mila and Bao quickly cleaned off the kitten. Katra rolled in Adora's lap, Adora helping her scoot up just a bit to be more in a sitting position. 
Adora cradled her love from behind as Myla brought over the now clean and fussy infant. She had her fists balled and face scrunched, looking just as pissed at the world as Katra had been minutes ago. Her little feet would kick out in Myla's grasp, yet the moody fuzzy baby instantly calmed as she was set against Katra's chest. Her face smoothed and out squeaked the most adorable little mule Adora had ever heard. Stars, do they come out with teeth? Adora asked at the flash of fong she caught when her baby girl released another sound. Katra gave out a tired laugh, teeth and claws. Adora watched in amazement as said claws made an appearance as the kitten began to slowly knead into Katra. Adora felt tears prick at her eyes as she raised her hand to sit gently on her kitten's back, Katra's purr rumbling in her chest. You guys settle on a name? Bao asked, his own eyes glassy as he clutched his hands to his chest. Adora placed a loving kiss to the back of Kat's ear, Mila. Mila teared up and waved a hand at her damp eyes, I'm not going to be self-centered at the similarities, but I'm going to be self-centered at the similarities. Adora laughed at Katra's snort, choosing not to comment on Mila's words. Adora knew exactly why Katra had wanted that name. For Katra it was symbolic. Mila was the first magicat that Katra had met outside of Finn, she wanted to pay homage to that moment. Adora was all for it, she loved the name. Adora just held her growing family in her arms as Mila and Bao went about cleaning up. Once Katra was ready, and covered, Finn came in to meet their sister. Finn had grown so much over the last three years, nearly standing as tall as Katra now. Adora had been hesitant at first to bring up Adam's potentially being the first one, but with Cyrus' encouragement they had been able to talk about it. Not only that, but Finn showed many characteristics similar to Adora. Where most kids their age were still more round and fluffy, their bodies stocking up for the beginnings of puberty, Finn was tall and lanky. Their gait promised the skinny frame would soon disappear, and they showed no signs of slowing in height growth. Adora loved that Finn was, in a way, a mix of the two of them. Whoa, she looks like Mama. Finn whispered as they sat near their mothers. Adora smiled fondly as she took in Mila for what felt like the hundredth, yet first, time. Katra was sound asleep against her, but there was no doubt that Mila was the spitting image of Katra as a kitten. Down to the stripes and wild tuft of hair already sprouted at the crown of Mila's head. Katra held back her laughter as she watched Adora, attempting to pull Mila from her grasp on the tree in their yard. Mila had watched Finn bolt up the tree for some lazy reading and decided she too wanted to join. However Mila was still far too young to be going up such heights and Adora, not at all being a hover parent, flipped her lid and bolted after their excited kitten. Finn was giggling from their spot in the tree trying to verbally coerce Mila to let go of her deep grasp on the bark as Adora held firmly to her sides. Mila was still if fucking diapers but she already was so curious and adventurous. Not at all the shy clingy kitten Finn had been. Katra loved watching Adora fret over Mila. Katra being used to the kitten's ways form her own experience with Finn on the rare moments they too had a burst of energy for adventure. 
Mila finally sheathed her claws and let Adora haul her back over to where Catra was still lounging on the bench under one of the windows. Mila spouted off gibberish as Adora settled in next to Catra once more, with Mila in her lap. Adora instinctively began bouncing her leg, earning excited mews from the troublesome kitten. Adora huffed and glanced at Catra, she would have gone up the whole damn tree. Catra chuckled as she wiggled a finger at her little devious kitten, are you a little rascal? I think you are. Adora smiled fondly, she reminds me of a certain someone. Catra playfully glared at her love, I don't know what you're talking about. I was an absolute charm as a kitten. That got a good laugh from Catra, Finn even calling out their own bark of amusement. Finn had heard plenty of stories from Adora in Catra's younger years, and apparently disagreed with her. I hope you know, when she manages to get up that tree one of these days, I'm sending you up after her. Adora stated, leaning back into the bench. Catra snorted, don't think I won't instantly pull the mom card and send Finn's fully energized and capable ass up after her. The two mothers laughed at Finn's offended, hey. Catra let her kitten chew away on her finger as she just basked in the afternoon sun. Life really had changed so much. Not once in all her life had she ever envisioned this being where she would end up. A place to call home, and it actually feels that way. A loving partner, Adora to be precise because there was no way Catra was settling down with anyone else, let alone shoving another being from her body for anyone but Adora. Two amazing kittens that she would tear the world apart for. Loving friends held at a perfectly good distance so as not to be overbearing. It was great, damn near perfect. Even the little imperfections such as Adora's constant flailing and snoring in her sleep. Finn's disregard for keeping their room in any semblance of clean. Millis cries at night. The bickering that can become full-blown fights between her and Adora. Having to be apart sometimes due to work. Watching Finn start their moody teen years. It was annoying at times, but Catra wouldn't trade it for anything. She was broken from her thoughts by the gentle kiss on her cheek from Adora, you're cute when deep in thought. Catra glared. I am not cute. Adora smirked over at her, MHM, whatever you say, cutie. Yeah, Catra wouldn't trade this for anything, 